That Guy's House presents 22 Minutes of Transformation with Sean and Karen. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick, and I'm here with... Karen Mills-Austin. Karen, how are you doing this week? I'm, I'm moving through some stuff, and that's why I'm glad that we are doing this, because when we talk about transformation... We're talking about something that we are allowing ourselves to experience, something that wants to be birthed through us so that we can be a fuller expression of life itself. So this question that we have today, is anything new, I think is a really powerful one. So say that again for us. What is this week's question? Is anything new? This is a really cool one. Karen and I actually, we thought of this question when we finished recording last week's episode. And the the spirit in which the question came about is actually very different to what the way I believe we're going to speak about it today. Because when we first had the, the thought of the question, is anything new? It was actually in defense we were saying, well, nothing's new. All the wisdoms, you know, the wisdom is ancient and it's, you know, it's it's been here for time and time gone by. But actually, today sitting in the energy of the question, is anything new? Everything's new all the time. Everything is continuously birthed again and it gets to renew and regenerate itself constantly so right. it's a different space to it's a different space to what we what we thought of this question in yeah you know and i'm thinking right now that um even if we were to um see if let me begin again even if we thought that nothing is new if we stay in our old patterns and false beliefs, if we did not have a willingness to change, there's something within us that changes just a little bit, just a little bit. The idea about transformation is having an awareness and a willingness to um, be more, to activate more in and through and as our lives. You know, we, um, we talk about I've said to to you so many times that, and you've had this experience too, I'm sure, you read a book, and um, in fact, right now I'm reading Joe Goldsmith, Foundation of Mysticism, and it's something that I teach from every year. This year, I've probably taught from it um, six or seven or eight times, Yeah, and every time I read it, something pops for me, something that didn't pop for me last year or the year before, because I'm seeing it with new eyes because I am new. Absolutely. I mean, you get to become new. That's been on the tip of my tongue since we began. It's like, even if everything is the same, which it isn't, let's just go with the fact, just say everything's the same. You get to be new. And I've had that exact same experience. Just, just this year, I'm reading a book. It's a channeled work. I mean, it's old, but I read it for the first time 10 years ago. It's called I Come as a Brother by Mary Margaret Moore. And mm. I read it again this year. And it's like, it clearly has registered in a whole new place because it's boosted my spiritual practice and my 
the way I embody its message has just been insanely more powerful. It's like this yeah. year, I know what to do with it more than I did 10 years ago. So yeah. but the, I mean, and we're not even talking about ancient teachings or ancient wisdom. We're talking about the exact same book, the exact same collection of words in the exact same cover. Yes. But yes, it was completely, it was completely new for me. Yeah. So I get it. That, and that, I think that's the reason that it's really wonderful to review things. If we read a book again, if we see a, mo- a movie again, it's, we're a different person seeing those things and to be aware of it is really, um, is really wonderful. And I wonder if, if most folks are aware that there's something that has changed within them. You know, I grew up with my mother and father who, particularly my mother, who was adhering to what Ernest Holmes said, to be open and available at the top, which means that she was always growing and expanding. She was always finding new ways to be even, and she passed away three years ago, and three months before she passed away, she bought a new um, Apple laptop, you know? Um, there you go. Yes, yeah, she wanted to experience it. She wanted to keep up with technology, which is so incredible. So at 88 years old, she was opening herself up to new possibilities, I, and I just think that that is so wonderful. So for me, that means that I always have the opportunity to say yes. There are individuals who right now may, may be 50 years old who are saying, nope, I'm not going to do Facebook. I'm not going to do Instagram. I'm not going to do whatever it is that the new technology is in terms of communication. They, I don't want to text I mean, that's, that's just incredible. And I'm not saying that in judgment. I'm just saying that as a way that we may limit ourselves and not even be aware of it. We have, we get to get, we get to keep up with the newness of this world that is birthing itself and the newness within us that is being realized moment to moment. Absolutely. And it really is moment to moment. I mean, I will, we know I like to come to Los Angeles. You like to come to London. Never, ever do I think, why would I go there? I went two years ago. I never (laughs) think that because I'm going to go and get to experience it based on who I am today and what I know now. And that's why it's just so exciting to yeah, too. It's so exciting to be constantly new in yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you were speaking about your mother, it really reminded me of, I, I got this lesson. I think I kind of got um, called out a little bit on this lesson, but it was really important to me. When I was like 23 years old or 24 years of old, I ran into Wayne Dyer at a bookstore in Scotland. It was years ago. And I was just on my spiritual journey then of of becoming a spiritual teacher. I'd read the books. I'd had my own experiences. And what I thought I was doing was packaging up this message for my generation. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the way I was, that's kind of the mission I was on. And I ran up to Wayne Dyer and I was so excited to meet him. And I said, and we were getting our picture taken together. And I said, 
you've inspired me to do this work for my generation. And it was just so nuanced, like a, like a scene from a film. He just said to me in between people asking us to smile for the picture, he was like, I've got something to tell you, Sean. There's only one generation. And I was like, wow, it was so good because, and it's just like, and I was walking around and, you know, God bless me. I was 23 and I was still developing or I was still (laughs) working with my ego self much more than I like Mm -hmm. to think I am now. Um, And I had this kind of agency, you know, it was my responsibility to share this message for my generation. And it was just the same message that has been told for thousands of years. And what changes is the nuances. Like we've never experienced a spiritual gathering through a Facebook live until a couple of years ago. Yes. We never experienced yes. a, we never, I know you recently spoke at a Agape church service through Zoom. So yes. no, we've never experienced it that way before. Yes. So the nuances are different and the wisdom is the same, but, but they're both equal parts of the puzzle, you know? So, cause we're net, we're not getting it. That's a really good, um, that's a really good story. I love that. And it reminds me that, uh, where we're dealing with, for example, metaphysics, mysticism, and those universal laws that are changeless, absolute, and, and constant. We also have, individuals who are recalibrating the languaging of those principles, those teachings in a different way so that it can be heard differently. It's a different voice. And I, and I know that that's what you're, that you're talking about right now that, um, and I think that that's really important. So there's a, a different way of doing things. So Everything is, nothing's new and everything is new. That's what we want to, that's what I want to say about this, that um, it may be, it's the same stuff, but it's in a different delivery system. I don't even, even know any other way to, um, to explain it. Um, Yeah. You get it? Yeah. And it, I get it. And it feels like, I mean, we still live in this 3D world. Like we still live in a a linear unfolding of time. So something that may have been, something that may have worked perfectly 10 years ago doesn't doesn't work anymore. I'm I'm a publisher. So for example, I know um, it doesn't really work much anymore to sell a book through having it featured in a bunch of magazines. It makes much more sense to have it featured on a bunch of social media accounts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but we're still, but the the product is the same and the mission is the same to reach people with this message. But I'll say it again, the nuances change. And that's yes. a good thing. That's exciting. And that's important for you to always be in the zeitgeist. Yes, 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 yes. I love the word zeitgeist as well. I know. And I remember yeah. the first time you used it, you wrote it to me. It was in our first, one of our first meetings. And um, you don't say it that much now, but uh, I, I love it when you say it. <laughs> well, today is the day I start saying it a lot. I start saying it again all the time. I love it. Yeah. And it's also because I'm, <laughs> I do love, and I remember once interviewing for a job and using this as my presentation. I do really love like 
what is current or what is trending, as might be said. Yes. And it's not to be attached to it because, in fact, my my love and observation of what's current and trending has only taught me more how passing it all is. But it's, yeah, I, I do find it very interesting to find out what has gathered the most mass attention at the moment. Yes. Does it mean it's more spiritual? Does it mean it's going to last any longer? It's just interesting. Yeah. Um, and you know, it reminds me, I was having a conversation with someone recently who had, um, who was looking at where she was right now in terms of a relationship, had met up with this person that she had been in a relationship and realized that this person that she loved and adored at one point, she had outgrown this yes. person, had outgrown her. And so um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. And then people want us to stay right where we are. So for example, I'll use me as an example. I remember, um, I remember I had, uh, I, I had a, my first boyfriend, he had given me his high school ring. I, and I kept it. I mean, we weren't, we weren't dating that long. Um, but I kept it. I kept it until after I had graduated from college, until after I had gotten married, Lindsay was born, all that. And then as I was going through my jewelry box, I thought, and I thought I need to get this back to him. And because the, the ring was huge, he was married, he had a kid. And I'm thinking, what's the reason that I'm holding on to this? So uh, I called him up because he was a family friend. Um, my parents knew his parents and we dated, you know, in the back in the day. And um, so when I called him up and suggested we go to lunch and suggested we go to this sushi restaurant at the time, he, he told me when we were sitting down that he was surprised because when when he knew me, I was 18. And at the time when I was when I saw him, I was probably in my early 40s. And but he expected me to show up exactly as I was um, when he last saw me, which which 20 is years, 20 years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 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 And I think that there are some people who do that. And the, and then expect the people to talk the same, to have the same ideas, perhaps not to have grown and expanded. And then here I am at this particular time, and he really doesn't know me, but he thinks he knows me. I don't know him. And perhaps I thought that I knew him, but as I'm thinking about that encounter, encounter right now, I'm, I was really looking at him, at him at fresh eyes. You know, I was, was wondering what he was doing and how his life was and, and all that kind of stuff. And what he did was that he spent a lot of time in the, in the past. So that encounter taught me that, um, the newness of relationships and the importance of the newness in the relationship with each encounter, right? So I may not see someone for a couple of years, 
And then when I see them in, in that particular moment of time, I get to remember that they're fresh and new as I see Oh my them. gosh, absolutely. And th- th- this is making me think about from being zero to being 10, we're very different people. From being 10 years old to being 20, we're very different people. Yes. I want to continue to grow as much as I did from 10 to 20, between 20 and 30, between 30 and 40. I want to take that leap, which is as drastic as being a 10-year-old and being a 20-year-old. They're just completely different. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's that's so interesting. But but isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? I remember meeting a guy who was, I was probably in my 20s, and he he was 65, And that was significant for him because he said he had retired at 63 or 64. And he said he made his first million at 65. Wow. Which reminded me of this whole age thing doesn't really, um, doesn't even have, we don't have to fit into that pattern of age you know, so there there are people who think at 65, you retire and you spend the rest of your life taking care of grandkids or doing whatever you do. At 65, there's an opportunity to do whatever it is that we want to do as at 55, at 45, at 75, whatever it is, we get to live life moment to moment in this realm of infinite possibilities. Who knows what's possible? Absolutely. You know, I was chatting to somebody just yesterday and they were telling me how they're scared to turn 50. Mm. And she said, because when I was a kid, you know, 50 was it, you were over. And I said, hold up here a second. I said, when you were a kid, 50 was the golden girls. Today, 50 (laughs) is Today, 50 is Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer right. Aniston, oh, Sarah Jessica yeah. Park. 50 is so young. And I, and, I, and I love that. I love that we, I love that the era we live in and continues to seem that, you know, we have our, we have our vibrancy for longer than previously. I, yes. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. And it speaks to the idea of taking care of our body temples you know, yes. to, to move, to hydrate, to good, put good food in our body temples, to um, get sleep, you know, whatever it is. And then to listen to good things, you know, if it's, if it's this broadcast, this podcast, if it's books on tape, if it's beautiful music that inspire us. That's what transformation is all about. Those are the things that we get to remember so that we can live this high life. And always, even when there's something dark going on, those kinds of things bring us out into the light, which is really important. You know, I really don't want this conversation to end without sharing something I heard 10 years ago, which I've never forgotten. It was at a it was at a conference and the woman who shared it was Cheryl Richardson, who's a famous Hay House author. Mm-hmm. But she said that um, truth is different based on your level of consciousness, especially in this theme of is anything new. And here's the example she used, which I thought was brilliant. At a certain level of consciousness, you're at the grocery store 
and the cashier gives you $20 extra in change by accident. And at one level of consciousness, it's, hey, that's great, 20 extra dollars, off I go. And on the other level of consciousness, it's, hey, you gave me too much money, this is yours. And that's the exact same circumstance reacted to in two different ways based on where someone's at in themselves. And I really think that is a great example of, is anything new? Well, you can be new at any moment. You can right. be changed at any, in any situation. Yes. yes, I love that. And, and it brings me back to my mother. I've, I have a memory of telling my mother that I had gone to the grocery store and, you know, I got some extra change. And it was change. It was, it was less than a dollar. And um, as I was getting into my car, I was telling my mother this, and she said, go take it back now. Yeah. And she explained to me that, um, you know, the, the cashier had to tally things up at the end, and she, she would be short at the end of the day. And that was... And I and 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 it wasn't mine. This extra change yeah. was not mine. That kind of story has really um, allowed my life to be in a different way, which to, to live my life in a different way. What is mine is mine, and what is someone else's is someone else's, and it's to live my life in integrity. Um, and and you want to know that? Yeah, go ahead. That that really speaks to spiritual immaturity versus maturity because at all at some point on our journey i'm genuinely not judging here you get money through some form and you celebrate because you're celebrating abundance yes. but actually at, at, at a higher level of consciousness if you want to call it that it's actually saying hold up that's not mine and there's no shortage so i don't need to take what's not mine so yes. it's powerful yes. that that's a whole we should do a whole episode on spiritual maturity because that's my favorite topic. Yeah. Look, can I just, I'm just reminded of one story. Go um, ahead. And both of these individuals have passed, so it's mine to tell. Um, uh, John and I used to go out to dinner all the time with his best friend. And John was very generous in tipping. And <laughs> one day we were out at dinner. We had a great dinner we uh, and John left a tip and he saw his friend Chuck lingering and he saw Chuck pick up some of the cash. And uh, he, John said to him, man, what are you doing? He said, you've left too much money. And he says, no, that's for the waiter. And uh, he says, put it back. He says, well, this isn't the first time I've done it. It destroyed their relationship. Oh, I bet I got it did. So angry at Chuck, not even understanding how how many times he had picked up that extra cash, and also leaving the impression with the waiter that he was not being generous, and John wanted to be generous. Isn't that fascinating? That is so fascinating. And it's so funny you just used the word generous, because let me tell you a lesson I got from you. And it was just a little phrase you used once, which I use all the time. This is an opportunity to be generous. And I remember it was it was a client that was coming to my company, and we were doing it for them on a donation. And you said to them, 
this is your chance to be generous. Mm. And I've just, and I just loved that turn of phrase and I use it all the time. I used it at the end of our Bali retreat when it came to tipping the staff. I said to, I said to the authors on a retreat, this is an opportunity to be generous. Don't ask me how much is it custom to give. This is an opportunity to be generous. So yes. Yeah. Um, well, Karen, how incredible was all of this? I adore these conversations. I hope, as it always does for me, the this 22 minutes of talking through something so transformational has helped you move through what you're moving through. I know it has with me. Yes. And, um, and we'll speak next week. So much love to you and goodbye yes. to everyone listening. Yes, thank you. So much love.